Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. What's up, everybody? Sebastian Maniscalco here uh, with Dr. Scott Cohen, uh, Daddy vs. Doctor. Um, Want to get into a couple topics today here. All right, so I got something for you. Right. You familiar with Deion Sanders? Yeah. All right. Amazing stuff he's doing in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the 60 Minutes special? The other no, night? I didn't. I, I want to watch Really it. good interview. So they asked him, so very interesting as, as a parent, I'm interested to hear what you would say. So when he got to Colorado, he had a lot of the old play. He got rid of all the old coaches and then he met with all the players. They were one in, they had one win the previous season. And he basically said, you should all go to the, to the college football portal and look for other places to go flat out. And if you stay, you got to prove yourself. Otherwise you're getting cut. So the interviewer said to him, I mean, that seems pretty harsh. You basically came in and told all these college kids, you're not good enough. Get out. And he goes, well, yeah, one, I fired the whole coaching staff and the coaching staff brought in the kids. So they're both to blame. And then the interviewer said to him, well, what have your son said to you? Because both of his sons are football players on the team. A new coach came in and said, get out of here. And he goes, well, I would tell my son, obviously, he's not he's not good enough to be on the team. He's a liability. And you got to work harder to not be a liability. The world is not everybody's great. The world is you got to work hard. And some people deserve that position. Some people don't which I actually agree with what he said. A lot of people feel that it was really bad that he came in and he, he broke the dreams and the hearts of all these people. And he was just saying, no, the people who are going to work hard and who deserve to be here deserve to be here. Otherwise, we need to look. And it's not just college or sports. I think it's in jobs, too. How do you feel about that that comment that he made? Yeah, so I, the, the proof is in the pudding. They won one game last year, yeah. right? Obviously, they didn't have the right, maybe coaching staff, the right players. And he has his own philosophy. Yep. And he might have people that he knows that share that same philosophy. So it's like, are you going to go into an environment, you're going to be the head coach and keep 15 coaches that might not buy in or have not bought into your 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 game plan. Right. So he wipes the slate clean, so I'm bringing him my own people. And then the players to your point or to his point were brought in by those coaches. So maybe they didn't have the right sauce. Yeah. All right. As far as breaking people's dreams, it's like he doesn't owe it to any of these kids to you know, keep them on the team. If they're not performing, earn the job. Yeah. You know, like you were one in 12, obviously, you know, maybe, maybe you're not doing something right. So let's fight for the job. The problem here is Deion Sanders is coming from a generation like us yeah. where it's earn your keep. And the generation now seems to be like, I should get, I should just get it because I'm here. Yeah. 
And that's where we run into a problem. Now, if you look at Deion Sanders' record already, he's, I believe, 3-0. Playing USC, I think either or, or Oregon this week. Yep. USC next week. Those will be two big tests. But here you got a guy, and it's refreshing that this guy is out I think and talking like this. I agree. No fear uh, as far as what people are going to think, because he's in that motivational video that we saw. He's basically saying whatever you say about me ain't gonna. It's not, what I, it's not what I think of myself, yeah. which is really cool. And people can say he's cocky and things. I love what he's saying. It's really. You know, it was like Ed Milet, like the things that come out of his mouth are actually very inspirational. He actually said, he said, if my if my tone and my verbiage caused you to quit my team, you're not a player I would want anyways. Take what I'm saying and then work hard and want to be here. And if you can prove yourself to be here. And I actually think what people don't see is the other side. By firing everybody and bringing your own team, you have actually everything to lose. Because if it doesn't go well, if he was losing every game, who are they going to blame? They're blaming him. He's taking all the risk. It's the same thing in small business. You know, you start your your small business, you have a plan, you hire all these people, and you have a if you have a great business and you succeed, it's wonderful. And a lot of times people want more and more from you. But if you fail, nobody's bailing you out. You take the risk on both sides. People only see when you're succeeding that, oh, well, then now I gotta take from that. But when you fail, everybody's like, oh well. Yeah, that didn't work out. Brings up a good point with coaching and um, people who are in a, I don't know, a um, a boss, mm-hmm. a coach. There's a hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. And what I think has been lost is it seems to be now there's no like hierarchy of authority. Mm-hmm. So if the coach says something, there seems to be, or the boss says something, there seems to be like a rebelliousness amongst the labor force and the students today that like, who's he to tell me what to do? Right. Or how dare he talk well, to me that boss. way? <laughs> well, <laughs> so. well, I don't know. Traditionally, it was, I, I'm, the, right. I'm the boss, I'm the coach, I am at risk Mm -hmm. right if my business fails you go somewhere else right and you get another job you get this that and the other thing where today it's like whoa whoa wait a minute there's got to be a tone that you speak to me in where i it's digestible and i'm gonna be now i i've I've noticed just in the landscape i'm hearing from people business owners today have to be careful what they say because the labor force will go out and go i've been working in a hostile work Mm -hmm. environment my answer to that is i grew up in a hostile (laughs) house 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 (laughs) not to say oh that's the way it should be but there's got to be some some like tough skin here some ownership yeah and that i feel i don't know today has been kind of blurred or lost or you know people will say oh it's it's for the better the way things are today that that you know that it's harmonious between but i don't know i've always looked at it the boss and the worker weren't always like going out for beers right it was all right i need this 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 and this done go do it 
but from what I've noticed, just with the small experience I've had, people do need pats on the back. They need a good job. It shouldn't always be, oh, this is done right. And, and I fall into this. You know, I, I'm always because I'm I never give myself, I guess, a good job. Even when people go, oh, that was a good set. I'm always going, ah, you're, I you're, fucked up the you're thing. Trying to figure out how to, but you're trying to make it better. Trying to make it better. Yeah. But what I'm saying, I'm extremely hard on my own performances or my own output. Yeah. That sometimes I lose. Oh, you know, people are maybe working their ass off. They're trying the best they can. They need a like, hey, like a kumbaya moment, right? right? But I think if you have a good work ethic, those moments will will be there, right? Because people will see that and make note of that you know great job i see you putting in the effort i see you putting in the extra effort i feel like if you're walking around looking for it nothing's ever gonna go in the right yeah. direction yeah it's hard it's hard to instill that on your own child i mean i think about that with my own kids because we've talked about that i think drive and grit are like the two most important things you can have i think a lot of it is inherent some people have it some people don't i think it's it's hard to teach that Hopefully they see that with us as their parents that they're they're working hard and they don't take that for granted and that they just assume things are going to be given to them because yeah they're going to have a boss one day that's not us and they're going to be asked to do something and it can't be pouting in their room I don't want to do it tonight yeah no I agree I mean I just grew up that way with my own father my own father was like never really complimentary uh, about hey great game or this and that it was always getting in the car and it was yeah. like uh you know what the fuck you falling down for <laughs> like yeah. i used to play soccer and he goes you're living on the grass every day right why are you falling down yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, I don't. and he goes and, and and you're tired you're always on your knees you know you, you do sprint on, you're always on your knees and he would point out other players you see he way he plays and I often wondered if if my father had a son that he was always referring to, going, he's like, look, look at the way he plays. If that was his son, yeah. would he be like, this this kid's amazing, amazing. or would he find fault? <laughs> he find fault in that. Kid, he find right, fault. right, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's why the Deion Sanders thing has has been a full movement across the country that's transcending football. Because I think it's refreshing. I mm -hmm. think his attitude is different than what we see out there. And, you know, he made another comment, not to keep quoting him, but I, I just, I, Aaron, my wife, obviously, who not interested in college football, is so now interested in Colorado. She watched the 60 Minutes. We're watching sound bites of him on Instagram because what he has to say is, is very refreshing. And, uh, I, I just think, I think it's really, it's really cool to watch. He said that, you know, most people go to college because of the college. They're coming here because of me. So he takes that responsibility. Again, if he fails, trust me, all the naysayers will come out of the woodwork saying, ah, see, it doesn't work. He's a hothead. He just ego and talk, talk, talk. But if it does work, good for him. Well, this is how much it is working. We were in Mexico over the weekend, and that game was on, I believe, Saturday night. Yeah, oh, well, and midnight, phenomenal. Yeah, we're watching it at dinner. Yeah, not even watching it. We're watching a screen refresh. Oh, really? During the dinner at Lana's party, yeah. there was like you know, and like Colorado football. I don't right. Know when was the last time you ever? Uh, last time I, I watched a screen. A there, yeah. To, exactly. To, like, are they going to win? You know, like this seems to be like a 
a story that's kind of gripped the nation like oh is this guy going to take this this team yeah. from zero to a hundred and could be playing for a national championship so yeah i think it is refreshing i wish a lot of people would kind of listen to what he's saying yeah. the people that need it um but yeah it's uh it's a it's so so here's another side because you talk about giving your kids things you know like that balance between giving them things because you're able to now as opposed to how you grew up yeah right so you know his son you know now college athletes earn money right through these nil nil deals that are new so his son who's the quarterback is making millions of dollars so he drives a uh i think they said one hundred ninety thousand dollar maybach uh, Roll uh, or a Rolls Royce. He drives something like that, and I just saw before we came in here because I'm a big Tom Brady fan. So there was a phone call that they a video phone call. Tom Brady, Deion Sanders, and his son, and maybe a couple coaches. And Deion says, "What do you think about him driving this car?" And Brady goes, "I think he should spend more time in the in the video room watching tape than he spends in his car." He goes, "When I was in college." I was, I had no money. I was, uh, you know, it was an old car that I, that somebody had helped me get. And, uh, you know, it's that perspective, which is interesting because that's also the difference. These kids are now making money, which I think they should because the colleges are making a ton of money off of them. But it was funny to hear Brady say, get back to the tape room. Did, did he respond? The kid? He just laughed. Yeah. Well, okay. So now you got these young kids, 18, 19 years old, making yeah. millions of dollars yeah. in college. How much of that affects their ambition now? I mean, yeah, you could say the love of the game, but a lot of it is, okay, I, I want to, you know, have a, a better life. Maybe my family's living in poverty. We're going to mm -hmm. get a $2 million check because I'm going to be sponsoring Gatorade at 18 years old. Do you think the Tom Brady's of the world who were living in the tape room because they didn't have the money back right. then made them to be the player they are or is on the flip side is this a more of a motivator oh man i got a million dollars this year i want to be better next year so i could get three million dollars or five million dollars. no i think it's both i think you have to have good people around you at all ages we see this with professional athletes i think even more so in college because these kids one like you said a lot of these kids have never had money before and two maybe didn't grow up that way i think you have to have good mentors around you so that if you are making the millions of dollars you're still in the tape room and you're not taking for that for granted and blowing that because you also don't know how long that's gonna last. You gotta save for the future. So I think a lot depends on who you have around you that to teach you like, yeah, this is great. You're you're great and you deserve to make this money, but also let's let's find a way to save this and and also work on it so you'll continue to make that money. Well, here's the other argument that the college itself yeah. is not paying the players. No. They're not on like a salary. No. Right. Right. But and what, the colleges are making tons of money. Think of all the shirts they're selling. They're making all that money. That's the only reason this went through because the college athletes weren't making anything and the colleges make millions of dollars off these players. Okay. So why don't they just set it up where the college recruits kids out of high school for a salary? Oh, it just pays them a thing. Yeah. I don't know. But I think because the players want, they want more. They want a piece of like, you're, you're, you're selling a shirt with my name on it. They want a piece of their likeness. So that's what they're buying into now, which is more than just a salary. 
because here's the thing the colleges would lowball these kids right they'd mm -hmm. say i'm going to pay you x the kid's going to take it because still it's more money than they have which is zero and they want to be on the team so they still have no power at least this gives them some of the power it seems that way i don't know a lot about it but well, yeah just to play devil advocate if you're going to go backwards and let's say at the high school level where you got a star athlete yeah who is whatever you know all-state quarterback yeah the school's making money on ticket sales on Friday night, right? Are we going to start seeing high school sales go, listen, like like Le LeBron, when he was in high school, right, he was bringing they in were doing the, stadiums. The, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think for most people to drop in the bucket is my guess. They don't, they're not making millions of dollars, but you're right. Somebody who's selling out stadiums. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, we're, you know, your, your high school's making 18,000 ticket sales right. because you got LeBron James playing uh, on the team. Right. The, does the high schoolers now go, you know what? If, if it became that popular, I just don't know that the money's there. Yet. Yeah. I mean, not the money that obviously college yeah. has, but I don't know. But it's cool. I, because I just, I take the parenting side of Dion and it's very, I think it's very refreshing. And it's very interesting because he tells it how it is. He, he does. But to get back to the Maybach, do you think a college athlete who's 18 years old, he's pulling up in a $200,000 car and let's say there's a college athlete on the team that just got like a like scholarship. Yeah, right. Scholarship, right? I know. I think that's tough. And what does that do to the morale of the team? Right. Like, who do you think you are? Right. Yeah, but like they're seeing it younger and younger now. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you got you got YouTubers out there that are nine years old making, you I know, know, right? But I think a lot is going to depend on if you can back it up, right? If you start buying all of it and showing all of it and having all the glitz and glamour, but you're not putting the work in. And it starts translating on the field or your team, it's going to go sour really quickly. You better be able to back it up if you're driving a two hundred thousand dollar car. Well, my my curiosity would be, how does Dion feel about that? I, or, know, I have to. I don't know if they got into that. I wonder about that because Dion doesn't seem like somebody who would want that because he's not. Doesn't seem like. Well, it's funny because when he was in his career, he was very glitzy, right? Yeah, very, very. It was Showtime, flashy. right? Yeah. So he was a prime time. So it is interesting. But he's very, I mean, he seems understated now. I mean, he's not like, you don't see like diamonds all over no, no, watches not, and things like, like that. Like he was when he was playing with the, the Falcons or what have you. Yeah. But yeah, interesting, interesting topics here, especially being parents now in this day and age. How much congratulations do you give your kids? I know I'm doing it with my own kids going, hey, even yesterday at soccer, Crusoe scored two goals, and, and he came up on the sideline and came to me. He goes, I beat her. I beat her. And I, I said, come here. I said, listen, it's okay if you beat somebody, all right, but we don't we don't rub it in their face. It's, you know, at the end of the game, we say good game. We don't, like, this guy was trash talking at four. That was it co is it co-ed soccer? It's co-ed soccer, okay. yeah. And, um you ever watch games wherever you might be, uh, you know, your kid's game or a meet or whatever you have, and there's a kid in the in the game that's not, like, behaving to what you would call your standards. Mm -hmm. Do you ever go, if that was my kid, I would do da-da-da? Because as many times where I see a behavior... And I'm looking around going, who's kid? Anybody? Who's gonna, yeah. No, I think gonna, it a lot. Yes. 
No, you do. You're like, who's taking responsibility for that yeah, one? Yeah, right? I, I find that more often than not, that the the bad behavior is often met with no discipline or it's just met with... Well, that's probably why they're acting that way, right? Yeah. Because nobody's ever told them. They have no clue what they're doing is even not acceptable. Yeah. No, we see that a lot. <laughs> see that a lot. <laughs> so have you gotten into the, uh, when you go to the soccer games, are you the yelling parent on the sideline or you're quiet? Not, not, not yet. Um, I mean, this is, we're four, so yeah. they're, it's not like they're playing games. They're like, yeah. Half, the last five minutes they put orange and right. yellow and they're all running around for the ball. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait see, you got there. Yeah. I could see me and the coach getting into getting it. Getting into it. On the sideline. Uh, not not this coach, but like, I could see me being, why isn't he in? You know, that, that, that parent, not that I'm going to start like a fight, but I don't know. My father, when yeah. he came to my soccer games, and I don't know if we discussed this on the cast before, he would come and it'd be a like a shadow in the <laughs> distance, right? No, lawn chair in the back. No, no lawn chair. No, just he wasn't there. the type of parent that brought like a chair, yeah. a blanket, a thermos, none of that. He came from work in a black trench coat okay. with a black hat on. It looked like the Undertaker came to the game. And he'd be off sitting with no parents. Yeah. In silence. In in the bleachers, right? A lot of people thought he was there. He's like to, a homeless to, man, like no, no, not homeless. <laughs> like he was there to collect money oh, from one of the parents. Okay. So I don't know if I'll be him, like the silent, deadly type. Yeah. But I almost got up the other day and scolded the kid that was out of line. Was he just running amok, or he's misbehaving? He was like Caruso when he loses. Oh, he was crying. He yeah, was like, he was like one of these kids. Yeah, and, and I got to pull off. And 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 you know, I don't know if you do this, but I look for a moment to discipline my son in front of the parent that missed the opportunity ah, to discipline. Like you're, you're teaching that. Yeah, you're I doing almost, like a Yoda yeah. Jedi trick. You're like, I, I go out there. I go, no, you can't. You got to be more of a sportsman. And then I turn around and go. <laughs> Gives him right off the bat. I like it. It is hard. It's hard being on the sidelines. They used to do so when you when you start in soccer, you're, you're going to be an AYSO. It's like the California version of you know everybody's everybody can be on the team, right? And then after a couple seasons, they initiated, and I don't know if this is a California thing. They initiated Silent Sundays. It's horrible. So Silent Sundays are when the games were on Sunday, you could not talk. You could not cheer. You could not do anything except be silent and watch the game. Oh my God. It angered me so much. And I was, I was a, a, one of the coaches at the time you could coach, but they wanted the parents to do nothing because basically a lot of parents were screaming good and bad. And they said, the only way around it is everybody just be quiet. And if somebody talked, the, there could be a penalty. You'd be kicked out, all these things. That's the, not the point of sports. I'm sorry. What happens uh, when somebody it, sports? It, it, it upsets. You, you know, you do your little uh, you, you silent clapping or waving clapping? or the you whole thing. You couldn't even clap? You just, everybody was quiet. You just quiet. 
everything was. Is this rule still in effect? They're still doing silent Sundays, from my understanding, and uh, it it was very it was very frustrating. Now I get it that parents, you know, and I do it too. Sometimes you you get in the heat of the game. I try to only scream at my, my child. So I'm not, I, I think it's, it's, you shouldn't be talking about other people's kids. You shouldn't be coaching other people's kids. When, when I'm yelling on the field, it's usually, to, it's, ah, it, it's, 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 to, it's to my daughter, something I see, which again, I shouldn't because that's the coach's job. That's the number one thing. We don't ever want to speak negatively about other players. And the truth is all the kids are really trying their best and nobody's, nobody's going perfect. Nobody's going professional. <laughs> nobody's going professional. Here. Um, but, but it is hard as a parent because you want to be like, yeah, you want to be out there. Piggybacking on the Dan thing. This is the, the culture we're living in where not only did they eliminate taking the, the score out of the game, yeah. Now you're telling me you can't even yeah, which is celebrate right, right. or yell, which, listen, I don't agree with that at all, but I've seen some of these games where the parents yeah, they're bad. go ballistic now. They're beating the shit out of the referees. Yeah, I'm like, this ref is like, this is like this a $12 an hour. $12 he, an he's hour. taking a Saturday and Sunday in retirement to do these games. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. It uh, is ridiculous. And he's in like a full Nelson yeah, at halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean- yeah, I mean, th there has to be some kind of happy meeting. I'm not saying you strip the strip the uh, the parents of not cheering for their own kid. Yeah, yeah. I That's don't like weird. the silence. I don't weird. like. I, I mean, don't I, like I, not keeping track of goals because that you. I don't know. Some of it's part of learning the game. It's part of life where when you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah, you're down 8 nothing. Then that's what it is. And the other side is going nuts that they're scoring all these goals. There has to be some motivation with them. Go, guys, we got to pick it up. Here, <laughs> right, right, exactly. So you're telling me the coaches are not uh, No, the coaches, we uh, could talk, but everybody else was silent. Oh, God, I got to go to one of these games silent just Sunday. for the experience. Silent, right. It, it, Is it, there a game I can go to uh, this Sunday? I'm um, sure. Uh, I mean, they're probably at VNSO Park in Sherman Oaks. They're probably still still games uh, on Sundays okay, this I gotta season. Go. I got to go. That's going to be the next routine. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, kids waving. Kids in sports, kids in competition today, uh, definitely different than growing up very, very in, in our generation. And I, I hope that again, that's where you go to jujitsu, man. Jujitsu, it's like they're not implementing, hey, we're not hitting anybody right. today. It's all right, you're gonna get smacked around today. And this is what it means. You're follow direction. Yeah. I guess is that person, whoever that leader is, if somebody's not following direction, he's either putting them in line or saying, I need you to sit over here and watch the rest of the kids who are. Or he sticks right? a bigger kid on him. You know, it's yeah. like, I think jujitsu is a, a way where you could get your kid in a, in a compromised position where the kid has to figure out, okay, how do I get out of this? What could I do? How do I maneuver? I mean, there's a lot of like, physicality and thought behind it and it's all controlled it's like you know they're in an environment where it's not like a street fight yeah. but you know i've often looked at caruso and go like i wonder what would happen if you know you got you got a couple slaps to the head like how would you respond right from another kid yeah from another kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love it So on the show, what we normally do is we try a kid's snack. We've we've done everything from what 
uh puffs puffs to what was the milk we had the formula formula, we formula. you tried um but this is apparently that didn't uh, go viral you vomiting a formula is pretty funny These are kid treats? These look like... Uh, Crepes Gourmet okay. Exotic snack. First of all, pronounce that again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I read crepes. First of all, crepes, but that's not like crepes or crepes. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, uh, I don't even know. What, what, Ceres. Ceres. Is it? Gourmet. I don't know. I don't Ceres, Ceres. Is it, there an expiration date? Oh, 24. Um, what are is this, these? Is this foreign? European date format. Mm. All right. You're going to love this. Really? You're okay. going to love I I I'm not doing I'm not doing snacks this month. I've been so good. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just tell me. Show you what's in here. Little little Ooh. pizza crackers, right? Oh, that's going to be good. Right. <laughs> this here is a uh, little protein biscuits. Oh. Um, also got, this is foreign, by the way. This is like European, I believe, right? This is a, uh, well, who makes this international exotic? Looks like a, like a bento box you get on an airplane. Turkish. Ah, there you go. Little chocolate bar. Comes with hair plugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you get this weird foreign candy stuff. Yeah. You ever see this stuff? Wait, like, yeah. <laughs> You don't know what it's made with. Um, I got to tell you, just on variety alone, little uh, cat tat. This is like, <laughs> this is the Kit Kat of Turkey. What's uh, it called? Cat, Not, cat tat. The nine cat tat. Nine cat tat. Mm. Uh, jalopy cola. Jalopy. <laughs> little sin. Little sin cookie. Cinnamon cookie. This is actually, I mean, this is impressive. Little pico, um, little coconut, some marshmallow, Halley. Uh, we have a large circus. Little Albany to get your uh, your day started. <laughs> I mean, this is like the never-ending box. So this, we're not really gonna get into it. Obviously, Doctor Cohen's in some type of uh, training. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu. For uh, his uh, pediatrician test in in, in uh, November. Yeah, these p. What? <laughs> what? These look good though. You uh, should try try these. Try some pizza I, I actually wedges. Coming on coming off of Mexico. Right, it doesn't matter for you. Well, <laughs> you've already given the up. The last life. three days, I've been really, really, really good. Oh, these wow. sound like pepperonis. Well, I mean, one ain't gonna kill. No, you. no, no. <laughs> they, they taste. They sound good. They smell good. Smells like pepperoni. I'm gonna tell you right now. Is it good? You're gonna finish. It's equivalent them. to a piece of pizza. Is it really? A slice. Light. It's light. Right. That's airy. Little touch of pizza in there. Yeah, the old me would have downed this whole thing. I know. We've been funneling that. Mm, it's good. Um, oh, really good. This is. We're having an issue with this. Not an issue, but. And I'm. I'm kind of. And I don't know if we talked about this. By the way, five out of five for turkey. Um, just for turkey. Just, just. Presentation the, alone. The, a variety and presentation. If my kid went to school and opened this up. Oh, they, he'd be the most be popular problem, kid problem in the 
king and yeah, queen. He'd be the most popular kid. So listen. He's like, Johnny, Pico for you. Julie, sin for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just follow along. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to talk about nutrition. Uh-huh. We've been having a problem with the types of foods, and it's really hard to control because not everybody's on the same page when it comes to health and nutrition right. because when the kids go over to their friend's house, they might get snow cones or they might get uh, Funyuns or whatever it might be. Pick pick the food. And what we're trying to do recently is implement, hey, let's have, instead of uh, crackers or whatever, let's have a banana. Let's have some watermelon. Cherries, grapes. By the way, I don't know what's going on with grapes they're in this huge. country. Is that what you're gonna say? They're not only huge, but they're they're like brown. They they. I don't know if you've bought grapes lately. And no, we did, at, and they're like the size of like they're humongous. They're big, but a lot of the grapes that I'm seeing, yeah, almost look like they're brown. Really? They're yeah, just they're, they're green, just but you brown. gotta just take, go to a different place. When you guys buy grapes. And we were buying grapes out there. Let me know if it's just a California variety that I'm getting. But I've been looking at a lot of different grocery stores. Yeah. And from soup to nuts, the grapes in this uh, state. I've got to check brown grapes. I haven't seen them. The grapes right. in this state yeah. look like the state. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're trying to implement health and nutrition mm-hmm. here at the Maniscalco household. Yep. And from... The schools to the camps to the wherever they go, I'm shocked Crap. at what they're serving. Crap. Now, in the medical field, don't you think, because you guys are not really trained in like nutrition and, right. and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So you're like, all right, eat, you know, there's, it's not coming from the physicians, right? The pediatricians. Right. You're not going. Uh, if, if a kid comes in and he's eating a, a pico, uh, you're not going. Wait, what are you eating that for? You should have an apple. It's right. much more. Well, healthier. I mean, we like, yeah, I mean, we we're talking about it, but in you're right in very general terms. I was just talking to a colleague about this. That I, I read this book called Outlive, which talks about longevity in adults, and he talks about how in medicine we tend to do things after the fact. Right? You have a heart attack, now we're treating you. Mm-hmm. You have high cholesterol. Now you're getting medication when it should have, you should have initiated something to improve that 10, 20 years earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that, you know, pediatrics is considered preventive medicine. Like there's no bigger, I think, specialty that does preventive medicine than pediatrics. My job is just sitting, a lot of it is sitting and talking about what to expect, safety, how to prevent things for the future. And then when I read this book, it made me sad. Like maybe I'm not even doing a great job. And I, and I thought about nutrition, like why don't we give prescriptions for things like we do amoxicillin for an ear infection? Why don't we say at two years of age, you know what? Take your two-year-old and the family should three days a week, walk seven minutes around the block. And then when they're five years old, make it 15. Like do a prescription. Why don't we eat this way and then da 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 da? Because if we started it then, it becomes part of their daily life. They don't know anything differently for the future. We're always trying to correct things after you're used to it. The child who's been snacking, eating crap all their life, and then you tell them, don't do that, eat fruit. 
are they going to do that? No. And in order to do that, like you said, you have to model, which means you got to take it out of your house altogether because you can't have two people doing it and then ask one person not to. It's so hard. So I agree with you. I think it's something that even as a physician, we should do much earlier. And I look at it almost like a prescription for medicine. It would be nice to come up with something that we're doing that, right? If you got used to your child, got used to doing these daily walks as a family, one, it's a great thing, but also they wouldn't know anything differently than, oh, that's what I do. I exercise every day. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And and the fact that you're trying to do it at home, but when they leave the home, I mean, nobody's following along with it. What, what are they going to do? Go to the kid. Everybody's having a popcorn or whatever the hell they're eating with butter and this, yeah. that, the other. My kid's going to go, do you have an apple? Right. I well, mean, like, and you know this, what do a hundred percent of schools in the country give for lunch on Fridays? Pizza. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. We remember it. Friday was pizza day. 100%. They still do it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, right? You're right. It's so hard to follow because even if you're doing a good job in your home, when they go to a friend's house, when they go to, you know, and we say everything in moderation, that is really the key, but it's really hard to teach a child that when we live in a, we live in a world of excess. And that's the hardest thing. Everything is at our disposal and our fingertips. And that makes it hard, especially in nutrition, because, you know, one thing they brought up in this book, you know, our ancestry, obviously, as hunter gatherers, you would have to forage for food and you didn't know when your next meal was. So our bodies were designed that way. Mm -hmm. So you find food and then, yeah, you're eating what you have, but that has to last you till the next time. Now you can order anything at any time constantly. Yeah. And so it's that's what's building up in our system. That's why we have fat overload and sugar overload and high cholesterol because it's it's almost constant gluttony. It's just it's there and our bodies aren't used to that. All right. That's why um Lana I and the family are looking into um property in uh in Italy. because um, I would love to it's amazing, right? I would love for the kids to go to Italy for four months and just eat what's available in Italy. Like if they ask for a snack, yeah. what do they get in Italy for a snack? Maybe it's a meatball. Maybe it's a this, maybe it's a that. It's not like a, you know, a sugar bomb. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, did you watch that about blue zones? You know, what blue zones are, I, I started watching that. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And what do most of the, first of all, a lot of them are in the Mediterranean, Italy, Greece islands. And what do a lot of them have in common? It's, it's people who are living off the land in some way, right? So like you said, they're, they're, and, and they're out and about and they're still working, right? They're not sitting in their lazy boy at 90 years old watching TV. Mm -hmm. They're out in their gardens. They're socializing with their friends still. Um, and the, the saddest part, I don't know if you got to this part, is that a lot of the blue zones are dying because our world has come into that blue zone. They started opening fast food mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it showed that we can basically take a blue zone that's been a century causing all these centenarians, these people living over a hundred years old. And we basically kill it in a generation because now we're imparting our current ways of doing things, which aren't good. Yeah. yeah. I've only watched a half an episode. Uh, it's it's something that Lana and I had started watching, and once Lana and I start watching uh, uh, any series, it's going to take at least three years <laughs> for us to complete it. Um, what I've started here, I just want to share it with our audience, and maybe it would help. Um, this is what we're trying to do. We have a small little refrigerator, 
uh, that we've made for the kids. Mm. Like, uh, it's their height. It's, you know, you could buy them at whatever, Costco. It's a yeah. small refrigerator. It's their refrigerator. Okay. So we populate the refrigerator with snacks because I was tired of them going, Daddy, snack? Uh-huh. Have a snack? I said, you could have as many snacks as you want, but it lives in this refrigerator. Now, in that refrigerator are carrots, tomatoes, figs, grapes. There's some mango slices, which are a little high in sugar, which I'm not particularly big on that, but, you know, like we didn't want to go full, uh-huh. full bore. Uh, celery sticks and apples. That's right? great. It's like their own garden. It's their own garden. I don't want to hear snack. That's the there snack. Again, yeah, they're eating the carrots. They're eating the tomatoes. Are they going in there as much as they would if it was Doritos? And no, but they go to school. They said, "Oh, for snack today we had fruit, fruit, fruit by the foot." Yeah. I, I know, what the fuck is fruit by the foot? I thought it was like an abundance of fruit. <laughs> it's like no, it's a fruit roll up. It's, it's a fruit roll. Now they've devised into a long piece of tape. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, here we are at the house with this this little snack drawer. Oh, and then uh, another thing we don't allow, and they haven't had, they had once, they had like a soda, a Sprite, Coca-Cola, uh-huh. I gave it to them once. But it's all water in there. Yep. They drink water anyway. I, I do have to say the kids today are drinking a hell of a lot more water than we ever drank. Yeah. yeah. All right? Yeah. Everybody's carrying around water. <laughs> they got water bottles at the class. It used to be a drinking fountain. Right. We never used to have water bottles. I don't, still don't drink any water, but anyway, everybody's drinking water. Yeah, I mean, you should maybe implement a little water into your life to clean you out. That's fine. Um, Coffee has water in it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. So is it, is it working? Do you see a difference? Like, are, if one, have they stopped asking you for snacks? And two, are they eating those snacks? Are you refilling that refrigerator? We are keeping it fresh. Because one thing is like it would go dry and then... The problem is we still have some of the snacks that they're used to eating in the house, and they could see it. Right, of course. Our next step is get rid of all the snacks. Yeah. Just get the, so there's, well, you got to tell me where they are. The, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in that room that you're constantly yeah, yeah, in. Exactly. Uh, so you got to get rid of all that. And again, like, how far are you going to take this? Are you going to be like... You can't have pretzels. No. You can't have this. You can't have that. You can't. You can't do that either because yeah. if you abstain one hundred percent from something, I feel that's that's you're creating the seekers, right? So when they're out of your, you know, viewership, then they're going to overeat. Yeah. They're going to, you know, it's it's people who say I'm ne- child's never going to get any electronics. They'll never watch a TV. They're never getting any sugar. But they're the kids at the birthday party hand over fist with cupcakes or staring in front of the TV when they have a chance. Whereas I feel in anything in moderation is better. I, I think that's why probably cigarette smoking or alcohol, maybe a better example in Europe, wasn't as big a deal. They didn't have binge drinking like we had because people are just sort of used to it. I have a drink with a meal. It's sort of daily life. So there was no reason to go hide and binge. Whereas in the U.S., absolutely no. So therefore, if I get a hold of it, I'm going to take it to excess, which is bad. Yeah. Um, it, it's a conversation I think that we will carry on through this podcast discussing nutrition. Maybe we have a nutritionist on. I'd like a nutritionist uh, on. I'm always discuss. interested in learning more about nutrition. You know, they they... So when you go to med, you know, you go to med school for four years and then you do your specialty training. So pediatrics is three years and 
that's how much uh, nutrition class we had. Zero. Wow. And therefore, and then when patients come into my office and they ask me, you know, and I've learned it over time and I've read over time, but it really is something sort of like business of medicine. Like we talk about, we got no business of medicine, how to run a practice, economics, things. These are all things that are really necessary in any job that we should be learning that we just, we sort of don't do. Uh, one more thing, and then and then we'll wrap this up. I, I have a question, not necessarily related to parenting or what have you. It's more of a an etiquette question. I wanted to get your take on. Um, if someone passes away, let's say your f- good friend's mother uh-huh. dies, they live in Florida. Mm-hmm. You live in California. Mm-hmm. Are you going to the funeral? I, I, my first thought was no, uh, I'd obviously reach out to my friend to see how they're doing. And if they would want me there, I, maybe I say that, you know, would, would that be helpful for you if I'm there for support? But I don't think otherwise, no, I hope that doesn't sound mean. Cause I, if you, you know, you're doing, you're no, you're doing it. You're doing it to support your friend, right? Cause you didn't really have the relationship with that person. So it's just whether the support of the friend is, is necessary. Good friend of mine, yeah. father died. Yeah, two days, two nights ago. Yeah, I, I know the man. I've, I've known the man since yeah. college. He's in Chicago. I have some obligations where it would be extremely difficult for me to go. Right. I don't think it would be expected that you would go. Put it that way. Um. Or look negatively. In my mind, I don't think it would be looked negatively upon you if you didn't, unless it was asked. Yeah, I, I just I'm I'm trying to get the 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 the, the consensus of out of state friendships yeah. that require a uh, you know in in general if I lived in uh, Chicago I would go just right. because of the proximity that, right 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 but the you know the travel and whatnot right. just takes uh, too much time and then you run into like okay well what's important you know what's is 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 going there paying my respects more important than my obligations here. No, I think as long as you're forthright with your friend in saying that he knows that you're there for him if he needs anything, I think that's the more important thing. It's not, I don't think it's the trip as much as the the sentiment. Gotcha. I couldn't have asked for wiser words coming out of Dr. Cohen just now. I mean, it's- uh, You agree or you don't agree? No, I, I I agree. It's just, um, I guess what I'm going through in life in general is- You feel bad about it. I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad. Not necessarily yeah. it's about if he needs me or not. It's just my own guilt. Right. Right? Like, and this co- goes along with work. Right. And how much importance we put on, I got to do- X, Y, and Z for work. Right. I, I can't go. But like in the end of the day, work is work and friendship is friendship, right? right. So wrestling with that, um, we're going to bring a therapist in next week <laughs> to really flush this out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, just wanted to get your take on that. Uh, the box gets a five out of five. Not necessarily what's in the box. I'm talking value here. Yeah. I'm talking value. How much was this box? Do we know? 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Turkish. One out of five. What's up? Uh, <laughs> the, 
no just just on the abundance alone not necessarily what's in it the presentation I, we give it a five out of five here I like it you and, get and the, it tells you the nutritional value of each item yeah uh it tells you what's in the stuff and um again glucose syrup sugar vegetable it's not good it's not good zero out of five <laughs> there you have it daddy versus doctor we uh, will see you guys always a pleasure week. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.